0: Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings 2021 Players Championship, live chat, final betting card, the weather, DraftKings ownership, maybe we'll get Paul's sleeper player of the week, which is betting 100% at this point after one week worth of action. So take that one to the bank. For sure. Paul runs one thing on Fantasy National, then all of a sudden, you know, he's the guru, and he's, he's, he has hot picks, and my picks are shit. You know how it is. Anyway, uh, please smash the like button if you are out there. If you have not tuned into the show live, where I will be answering questions in the live chat, dump your question into the comment section of this video, if you have anything to ask, I'll circle back around to those around 8 p.m. Eastern time on Wednesday night. So I don't want to leave anyone out on the dark. This is a community where you cracked 21,000 subs on Mayo Media Network. The race to 21,000, subs is on right now. So please subscribe to Mayo Media Network. Go tell some friends. You got burner Gmail accounts. You sign up from there too, okay? Also, become a member at FantasyNational.com right now. Begging you people, you want a deal? This is the deal. Fantasynational.com slash mayo. That will get you 20% off, just off the top. But if you get the monthly membership today, you get the players all the way now through the masters, just based on the gloriousness of the PGA schedule. That's how it worked out. So uh if you plan on playing all those even if if you just plan on playing the players in the Masters, it's still worth it to do it based on the amount of money that it's going to cost you. So, fantasynational.com slash mayo. You want to get into one of the two draws well there's three draws for a hundred bucks a hundred bucks cash and here's what you can do just go to my twitter at the pme you will see that there is three things that you need to do well just going to at the pme is one thing subscribing to the network is another thing and then retweeting the tweet is another and then boom you're in a draw for a hundred bucks just straight up we're going to be announcing the winners on monday's show also fantasy baseball picks and bets is a new show that is just launched on mayo media network garyon Thorne as the main host of that show we love garyon we had to give him something to to do and we finally got into the baseball market. If you leave a five-star Apple review on the audio podcast for that, leave your Twitter handle or email address in that review, then you're in a draw for a hundred bucks. Also, again, winners announced on Monday's show. Trying to think what else I have to plug. All my cheat sheets and shit like that are up on dkplaybook.com. Oh, we have a chance to become the number one fantasy sports and betting podcast in America, Canada, Britain, and Ireland. Right now, just based on the way the numbers are working and how the schedule is played. I thought the Masters would be our best shot at it. So if you want to help out the Pat Mayo experience, get to number one. Beaten by my arch rivals at the fantasy footballers. There's three of them. There's only one of me (laughs) trying to beat them. They're in a dead period right now. A lot of football is in a dead period. Baseball, not all that popular. It's time. If you've already downloaded the podcast for this week, just erase them and download them again. That might be enough to push us to the very top. If you haven't left a rating and review for the Pat Mayo Experience audio podcast, please go do that right now. Just scroll to the bottom and hit the five stars. You don't even need to leave the fucking review. You're on Apple, just blip, blip. It takes like three seconds. If you could do that for me, that would be greatly appreciated because I'm here begging to be number one. But when I'm number one, I will be begging to stay at number one. Check out all the shows throughout the course of the week. I even released some short videos on sleepers and scrubs everything like that. All right, enough of that shit. Let's get into the bets for the week. You want to lose some money? You follow along with Pat's Awful Bets for the Players' Championship. We got my guy, Colin Morikawa, 22-1. to 1. Patrick Cantlay, 22-1. to 1. The world is on those two, and so am I. That always works out well for everyone. Webb missed on my card, and if I had waited later in the week, just the way the, the odds have been working out, it basically came down to Webb, Morikawa, and Cantley. I could take two of those three. And when it initially got released, Webb's odds were 18. Those guys were at 22. That's basically flipped at this point where you find Morikawa and Cantlay basically at 16, 18, or 20, depending on where you're looking at. Webb at 20 or 22, depending on where you're looking at. So if you're just tuning in this part of the week, those numbers may not be available. Wherever it is you bet, highly recommend you bet at DraftKings Sportsbook, but if that's not Uh, If that's not available to you, let's say it's not available to me. I live in Canada. I I don't get it. So I have to bet somewhere else. So those were the numbers that I've been seeing. Tyrell Hatton, 35 to one, still third T to green last week. I just love Tyrell. Uh, He wins. So Hatton at 35 and Reed at 40. Um, There's nothing more thinking really about it into it than those guys win at a higher rate than that. So, you know, I feel like those are good numbers, Uh, and it's really hard to differentiate, really, between any of the top 25 in the world. Well, I mean, you get, like, your top five or six, and then there's, like, the next 20 guys, and, you know, Hatton and Reed have the best odds of those guys. I missed the Sung Jae number at 55. That's down to 40 now, so I just took a pass on that. So the only other one below 100 to 1 that I have, Abraham answer the Mexican Allen Iverson, the answer with a top eight each way, seventy-five to one. So Morikawa, Cantley, Hatton, Reed, an answer for bombs because who doesn't like to have some fun at the Players Championship? The Russ Boss, Russell Henley, hundred to one with a top eight each way. See, woo, Kim. 125 to one with a top eight each way. WDs, don't scare me, although he'll probably WD again. 125 to one, who cares? Then two ultra bombs. My guy, JT Post in the Post, Master General, 275 to one with a top eight each way. And then just for lols, Andrew Landry, 1,000-to-1. He does have two wins over the past three years. One of them came out of Pete course, incredibly accurate. So let's get lucky with Andrew Landry at 1,000-to-1. They wouldn't even take a $10 bet on it at the book that I tried to place that 1,000-to-1 number. I had to bet $6 because that's the max that they would take. So I also put a bit more on him with a top 20 bet here. So Shez Revy, plus 750, top 20. Posting 9-to-1, top 20. Andrew Landry... 14-1, to top 20. First-round leaders. So instead of playing DraftKings Showdown, day one, I'm just betting first-round leaders. That's where that money's going. Grace, and this is all with the top five as well for one-fourth of the odds for a payout. Grace, 100. Post in 125. Shez, Munoz, Norlander, 125. Ryan Moore, 150. Nasty Nate Lashley. He's already been good to us so far this year. Let's be good again. Let's be great again, at least for one round. Nasty Nate, 175 to 1. The Panimal, the Panamaniacs out there are going to go wild when C.T. Pan is the first round leader at 200 to 1. And Andrew Landry. Andrew Landry's going to be like fucking 17 over par after three holes. I can see it now. But 250 to 1, first round leader. My one and done in our three-way, Patrick Cantlay. Jeff took Patrick Reed. And Cus took Hideki Matsuyama I did want to check in on the DraftKings sportsbook splits and where the money is actually coming in this week uh just based on the numbers that they have given me so there's not been a whole lot of buzz about Dustin Johnson so far this week it's not fun to talk about Dustin Johnson it's like yeah he's the best player in the world okay Moving on. And this is a course that doesn't super reward the best player in the world all that much. Like, you just see guys from down the board end up winning. You see big names miss the cut. So, to go to the guy with the lowest odds, at least in my mind, like, I would rather bet the five guys from 100, from 22 to 75, rather than bet like one DJ and then have one other bet. That's just me. Turns out the public, not so much on board with my game plan. Uh, and they're probably smarter than me at this point. 8.2. of the handle, which means the money actually bet at DraftKings Sportsbook for the week on outright winners is on Dustin Johnson. That is the highest of anyone. The most bets to win, the bet percentage based on outright bets to win, 7% of those bets are coming in on Dustin Johnson. That is also the highest of any player. So when we are thinking about getting him as a steal on DraftKings and the Millionaire Maker... The public might be more on Dustin Johnson than people around this little bubble of the DFS community. So just be cognizant of that. So the top 10 most bet on players this week in terms of actual money down on them. DJ. Justin Thomas. Jordan Spieth. Colin Morikawa. Bryson DeChambeau. So it's Dustin at 82 uh, JT at 7.5, Spieth at 6.6, Morikawa at 5.5, Bryson at 5.3, and then it drops all the way down to Rory, who's next with 4%. Then there's a bunch of guys between like 3 and 3.5% of the overall money. Rom, Hovland, Xander, Cantley, and Fleetwood. Uh, the one interesting thing here is sometimes you see like the handle, the money that's actually on them versus the percentage of bets on the outright winner. So the highest in both is Dustin Johnson, but the second most percentage of bets to win this tournament outright is not justin thomas who's second in handle it's actually jordan spieth at 6.5 percent of everything it's funny there's large handle the biggest discrepancy between like the amount of money on a certain player versus the amount of like bets actually placed on that player so big money coming in on this one player and that's john rom um the bet percentage on him is below three percent uh and his bet handle is 3.5 percent so people who are betting on Johnny Rahm are betting big this week and uh, then you see someone like Tony Fina who's kind of the opposite uh, not a lot of handle on Tony Fina this week but the actual bet percentage for him to win much higher than probably you would think at this point So that's the DraftKings Sportsbook Breakdown. Top 10 markets, actually. It's funny. People aren't betting on Hovland or Finau to win, but they're betting them top 10. 10% of all handle on top 10 bets this week for the players is on Victor Hovland. 9% is on Tony Finau. And then it's John Rahm uh, with 5%. So those are your top three in terms of top 10 percentage this week. DraftKings ownership for the week. Let's get to this right now. 10-2. 10-2. Uh, it's going to be Cantley, Straight up. Um, I think no matter where you look, uh, you can go to fantasynational.com slash mayo and use the ownership projections up there. People just love Patrick Cantley this week. In fact, when you look at the top... Right now, I think that five of the top six players in ownership, it probably won't exactly break down this way, are going to be in that $9,000 range. So can'tley Morikawa, and Webb, and Justin Thomas all going to be incredibly popular. Finau is always popular, so expect him up there. And so was Hovland, so expect him up there too. It does appear that the way that a vast majority of people are constructing lineups this week is taking two or three guys in the $9,000 range and making a balanced build because this pricing is so soft. You feel really good about your teams if you have these 9K guys. Hell. And even if you drop down to that like 8K level with like Hatton and Speeth and Casey and Im, you take two 9Ks, two 8Ks, and two 7Ks. Like, there's good guys in the $7,000 level. You can get Zalatoris and Corey Connors to go on those teams too. Like that's going to be such a common build this week. And if we'd learned anything from the players, is this this tournament is a fucking crap shoot so it's a great week to actually fade off the chalk no matter how uncomfortable it makes you feel the more uncomfortable your lineup this week the best chance you're probably going to have to win to take home that, like, million dollars. We've just seen so much volatility at this course over time. And that's not to say that's going to work. Can't Lake go out and win. Fuck, I hope he goes out and win. I have money on him to win. He's my one and done. I'm going to use him on DraftKings. Like, that's just going to be me. But if you had more common sense than me, you would just go in a bit of a different direction. The one thing that I did do, I played 22 lineups this week, and... I wanted him to play John Rom because I do like John Rom a lot. He's my favorite of the uh, over 10K guys. And I don't think he's going to be like super highly owned. In fact, I don't think that anyone above $10,000 is going to end up being mega chock. I think that you'll end up seeing Dustin and Rory battle for like tops of those, then Rom, and then Xander way down, who's normally super popular, but where Justin Thomas is priced below him this week, everyone's just playing Justin Thomas instead. So I actually built a lot of Rom Xander lineups. And I think that going with two guys above $10,000 basically takes you, you can do whatever you want in those lineups and make them as chalky as possible because it's almost impossible to put a $9,000 player along with those two guys. So it, it forces you to avoid the chalkiest range possible. And then if one of the nine K guys doesn't win and like, like we saw with the year that Rory won, there was like two 10 K guys at the top of the leaderboard and a whole bunch of guys in the sixes and low sevens. Like that's the construction that would get you to that. That's not to say that's going to happen again, but I do think that jamming 2 10 K plus guys could be a pretty good strategy depending on the guys. I mean, you can take a mix of any of the four that are up there if you really wanted to. And if you just wanted to fade the entire nine K range, i mean on paper it's not advisable because i like all these guys to win but you know i'm wrong all the time people are wrong all the time so if you have the nuts to go do it i say go do it check it out and you can check out some of my scrub plays up on mayo media network right now or the pivot plays up on ftndaily.com a free article up there where i wrote them all up uh that you can find if you do want to take some of these 9k guys to try to get away from ownership like someone like francesco molinari no one's using them this week. Kevin, not. Nah. no one's using them this week. Like they're going to be like 2% owned and like they have just as good of a shot as anyone in the seven K range. Like I love Abraham answer. I bet him to win. You know, if, when Molinari beats him, I'm not going to be super fucking stunned about it. So that's just kind of the way you need to game theory your way. And for the giant tournaments now for cash games and anything like that, or even single entry tournaments, you know, you can be a bit more narrow in the scope that you want to take, but I do you think that these superstar super duds lineup are a bit more viable this week than they would be in, A lot of weeks just because we will see very top end guys miss the cut due to the nature and volatility at this course. I'm using the Jacksonville Beach Haven station on Windfinder today to track the weather for the week. The only thing that really seems to be popping up is that it's going to be like a lot colder at 7 a.m. than it's going to be at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. No big stunner there. So it looks like ideal scoring conditions will probably take place between like eight and two uh, or maybe even beyond that. Like it's going to be like 59 degrees when the guys get on the course uh, at 7am. And then by midday, it's going to be up to 68, 70. And then over the weekend, it's going to be like 72, 73. So really nice golfing weather. It doesn't appear like wind is popping up at all throughout the four days of the tournament, but we always know that can change. So I would check back with the wind finder time after time. Like when you use the live stats on Fantasy National to find your showdown plays for the weekend, I would go to the wind finder to try to pair those up as well to see if there are tee times that can really work into your favor. If there's no wind in the morning versus wind in the afternoon, you just take all the guys who are off the lead on Saturday and all of a sudden you're good to go or vice versa, whatever it is. You can just track the weather that way, but as it appears right now, no rain, no wind, going to be ideal Ideal scoring conditions at TPC Sawgrass. This week, the one thing I did want to get to as well is the broadcasting for this. Obviously we have cameras at every course. We are going to be live doing the cut sweat show this week. Me, Jeff, Tim will probably be on the line. We'll get some more friends. Paul will be in studio with us as we'll try to use their technology to the best of our abilities to navigate you through the cut line. Uh, And if you just want to fucking hang out and hear people talking about DraftKings and betting and sweating the cut, then it's probably a situation that you want to get involved with. It's not going to be on the podcast feed because it's live. It's only going to be on the video On Mayo Media Network. So tell some friends, kick back in the afternoon. We can all watch the players together. And the fun part is, we're gonna be watching different feeds all at the same time. So in America, you're gonna have free access on Thursday to the entire all camera feed. Then you have to pay for it, I think, for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Now, I spoke with Golf TV. If you are Canadian, like myself, You will have access with one of their memberships. And I think you can get a free seven-day trial. So if you just want to punt it after this week, that's probably the move. But you can get the all-camera access in Canada through Golf TV. The one thing that they did tell me, though, is... That it is not available, and this kind of sucks for a lot of people out there, in the UK, Germany, Spain, Sweden, Finland, New Zealand, and France. Um, they're hoping that they can get everything up and running with a more enhanced schedule on golf.tv over that time, but the players' all-access cameras are not available in those countries, which sucks for anyone who lives there. Is absolute shit on their regards, but it's not really them. It's the right broadcasting rights internationally. Like I would guess that Sky Sports has a lot to do with this. Um, as opposed to in Canada, where TSN just takes a simulcast and they're like, yeah, whatever. We don't really care about what's going on. So hopefully, uh, all that stuff will eventually come around. And you know, when the Masters comes around and we do this again, then we're just going to be looking at it on the app the entire time. So we should be good to go on that front. Paul, do you got us a uh, Keegan Bradley of the week? What are the rules of the Keegan Bradley? I don't know. Bradley just who's some week. jabroni that you want to play this week that you don't think other people are playing? Uh.
1: I mean, with my, the model that I made this week, Ryan Moore, if you switch the thing over to Pete Dye designs, Ryan Moore pops all the way, like, into the top five. I, uh, he'll probably be in, like, one of three, though. I don't have mass confidence.
0: Yeah, and you only play three lineups a week.
1: Y- yeah, I only play three lineups. I have, like, ten guys starred... In this, uh, in this range. Number one person here. Maybe this is the best way. Here. Terrell Hatton is the number one guy in my model this week. I already bet Cantley. I'm going to, I'm going to avoid Cantley on DraftKings. Um, it's just probably because not. of the volatility of this. If he's going to be the most owned guy. Not that I don't hate, I already bet, like I bet him on the, on the show with you and Jeff, um, at 22 to one. So if he wins, I'll be happy. I won't even be worried about my DraftKings entries this week, but Terrell Hatton is the uh, number one guy in on my model. So number one in my heart, probably in all three lineups.
0: I guess Morikawa
1: the- and Shoffley are the other two high-end guys I'm going with. And then there's a spattering of 7K guys. Okay. Russell Henley, Lonto Griffin, Kevin Tringali, Sam Burns, Corey Connors, Max Homa. Big Dick Vic in the mix as well. Oh, you're going with Big Dick Vic? I uh, haven't decided yet. He's number five in my model. I have yeah. a picture. Can I throw it up? Yeah, let's see it. All right, give me one sec.
0: I thought you had this like cute.
1: Uh, I didn't know if I was going to have permission. Here it is.
0: So this is what you got on the go here?
1: That's, I mean, I made this model like two years ago and it said, good, spread out a little. (laughs) (laughs) I think that means I won. So I always make a little notes next to my models. Yeah, so so do I. My model loves this one.
0: Do you know what my note next to my player's model says? Never
1: play this tournament ever again. It just
0: says needs a lot of work.
1: (laughs) I mean, when I just looked at the pricing, this is not, the people who would have just automatically jumped out, of course. So I'm pretty uncomfortable with these results, so I'm going to go with these results. So there's 10 people there, and I may... The other two people on the Pete design, when I mixed it in with that, were uh, Joel Damon, which is gross, and Matt Kuchar. But I don't know how long ago they're taking these stats from. But yeah, those are my top 10. That's going to be my core for my three lineups. All right. I like it, Paul. Let's go,
0: Ter. Did you bet on Terrell Hatton? No. Let's do it. I, I I'm just going to
1: play him all three DraftKings yeah, you lineups. Can, you can
0: find him at 35 to one at a, at a place I know. Maybe I should. He's a fun guy to root for because he gets uh, all fired up. I agree. I agree. I love. I love Terrell. All right, let's jump into the viewer chat once again. Smash the like button if you are out there right now. If you have questions, I don't know that come to you after that the, after this live show ends, then please. Um, just dump them in the comment section after the fact, and I will get to those tonight. And subscribe to Mayo Media Network. If you want to build a stat model like Paul just showed you on the screen, fantasynational.com slash Mayo. Get the monthly, brings you through the masters, and it's, like, legit the easiest thing to use in the world. So, uh, it's not super complicated, which I think is why people like fantasy. That's why I like Fantasy National so much. Like, I try to use, like, all these other places, and they're like, uh, use it this way. Like, you need to have, like, a fucking programming degree to use them. Not this! Fantasynational.com. Slash Mayo. Growing up, cereal was one of the best parts about being a kid, but I had to give it up because being an adult and eating sugar-filled snacks is probably not the best move. Doesn't make me feel good, put it that way. So I've been cutting down on carbs and sugar and trying to cut down on the unhealthy foods, and basically I realized... Couldn't really eat anything anymore, so that wasn't great. But with the new year already into it, and you start your resolutions a little bit later than normal, we're all trying to eat better. But a healthy breakfast doesn't have to be boring. Magic Spoon has amazing flavors that you love, and with, get this, none of the bad stuff zero grams of sugar 13 to 14 grams of protein and only four net grams of carbs in each serving and only 140 calories per serving it's keto friendly gluten-free grain-free soy-free low-carb, and GMO-free. Also, it's very good. Highly recommend some Magic Spoon. And we got some exciting news. Magic Spoon will be releasing two new amazing flavors this month for a limited time only. We're talking about, get this, cookies and cream and maple waffle. Sounds terrific. And if that isn't the most comforting, indulgent combination, then I don't know what is. This is the ultimate treat-yourself combo, so make sure to get some while you can for a limited time or just build your own box available flavors to build your very own custom bundle are coca fruity frosted peanut butter and cinnamon if you're listening from canada magic spoon now ships there as well along with the united states and here's the move you want to do I mean, you can do different things like mixing coca and peanut butter together because it tastes exactly like a peanut butter cup, but just get a whole bunch of the fruity stuff. The fruity Magic Spoon cereal is amazing. Highly recommend. When I first got it, I wish I had gotten eight boxes of it instead of just two uh, because I would have just plowed through that and eaten it for every meal. Could not recommend highly enough the fruity flavored Magic Spoon. So... Go to magicspoon.com/mayo to grab the new limited edition cookies and cream, maple waffle, or a custom bundle of cereal to try today, and to be sure to use promo code MAYO at checkout to save $5 off your order. This offer is good now anywhere in the US or Canada, but only when you use our code MAYO at checkout and magic spoon is so confident in their product is back with a 100% happiness guarantee so if you don't like it for any reason they'll refund your money no questions asked remember to get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspooncom slash mayo and use the code mayo to save five dollars off thank you magic spoon for sponsoring this episode live chat time Jordan asks, can you please explain each way betting and how the payout works? Uh, Each way rules are different on all of the sites that offer them. So just the site that I use this week and every week now, actually, which is kind of nice, they offer eight places on their each way. So that would mean, let's just take a very, very easy example of this. Let's say a player is 25 to one, which is not like an odd that I would actually ever each way. Let's let's call it 50 to one. It's called 100 to 1. Let's say that there is a player who is 100 to 1, uh, and I want to bet on them with an each way. I have $20 to bet. So on that 100 to 1 golfer, $10 would go towards the 100 to 1. So if they won, I would get the 1,000 back. And then another $10 would go towards the each way. So for me, it's eight places. So if he finishes inside the top eight at 150 odds. So it would pay... Twenty to one on the ten dollars. If let's just say Russell Henley, who's a hundred to one this week, who I made not quite this bet on, because. This- much easier to figure out. Um, I would get 200 back on that. So for my $20 investment, and if they come, if they win, they get both sides of the bet. So if he wins, you would get $1,200. Uh, if he just comes inside the eight, you would get 200 bucks, and that would be on your $20 investment when it came down to it. So that's what the each way means. And like there are some places in Britain that offer like 11 spots for the each way at 150 odds. Uh, normally in some tournaments, you'll see uh, top five places. So a top five finish for one fourth the odds. A lot of Future bets work like that on the site that I use for them. I'm not sure if any place in America as of yet actually offers it, um, but you, know, you can search around and try to find that out. Sam Burns or Lanto Griffin? I will go with Lanto Griffin. What's the ownership looking like on both? Well, I just can't give you away what the ownership is on all these guys. You can go to fantasynational.com/slash mayo and check this out, but I will give you a Lanto ownership. 8% is what I'm seeing for Lonto Griffin right now. And I wouldn't expect Sam Burns to be very high, put it that way. Paul, awesome job with the Keegan pick last week. Who were your picks? Okay, we just went through that. Favorite play, $7,000 to $7,500. The Mexican Alan Iverson, the answer at $7,500. Jason Day or Cam Smith? Cam Smith. Can't lay or Hovland? Can't lay. Everyone smash the like button. Jeffrey's right. Everyone should smash the like button. Thank you, Jeffrey, for that reminder. Pat, one and done. ROM, DJ, or Cantlay? Wanted to save DJ for the Masters, but could use Speeth if needed. I think all three of those are good options. If you're talking about my one and done, the race for the Mayo Cup, Cantlay is actually a really intriguing option because over 50% of the field has used him already. So he's just not available for other people to pick. And then you have to think that like, if he's quote unquote 20% owned because he's so popular, that's only 20% of the 50% who can still use him at that point. So I'm using him on one of my teams uh, and spoiler alert, I have Rom and or DJ as my other pick. I think it is like, this is actually a tournament where you can kind of go off the board with a one and done. Um, But it does seem like very few people are using DJ because they are saving them for different spots, but you win this tournament, you get $2.7 million and you are basically automatically in the money unless you have like $0 coming into the week. So if you can find a winner, just go find yourself a winner last man in uh the last man in on like serious teams for me this week depending on the structure that i wanted to go with is actually gt posted at 6500 i like posting this week answer or english answer any love for warinski R- R- this week playing well uh he was one of my last cuts from the six k's couldn't play everyone kind of thing um i like him he's fine nothing against Worinski R- here kisner or c Woo you know I'm going with Siwoo. Will Z or Neiman? I like Neiman. More embarrassing wrestling moment, the end of AEW revolution, I don't know what the fuck that is, or the Shockmaster, I'll probably just go with the Shockmaster of that. You have to remember, I haven't paid attention to wrestling since 2002, so I have no idea what any of these new places are. What ownership? At what ownership are you fading web? Um... I don't think that comes down to an ownership. I think it comes down to a lineup construction type thing. Um, I guess if we got up to like 35%. I probably wouldn't play him. But uh, I haven't quite decided whether I'm playing web or not this week. I'm kind of mixing and matching those 9K guys because the more I talk about it, I've got to follow my own advice at some time. Like last week when I said that everyone should play Bryson uh, just based on the way that everything was setting up. And I said that I wasn't going to do it, but everyone should do that. I didn't follow my advice. Bryson won. I lost money. So other people, they were like, hey, good advice, Pat. I'm like, what the fuck's wrong with me? I should listen to myself some sometime." that that's why i end up i might end just play xander over web uh as my that that final spot in that range just to get away from some of the ownership and make my teams somewhat unique if you had to pick one jt or rom rom Grio or kneesmith Grio. james Han! or kyle stanley eh. stanley i guess neither who is the one player you'll be feeding and who is the one player is the must pay i'm not playing dustin johnson So I guess that's probably the highest end fade that I have. He's just, I played ROM instead and the player that is a must play. I like Hatton 8,500 bucks. Make some putts this week, pal. Any interest in doc? Nope. Pat, I mean, you can you can make a case for anyone here. I just don't have interest in it. Pat, what's your take on a lot of these young guns not playing here before? Are you more or less likely to play them this week, specifically the seven K range? Neiman, Z, Lonto, Homa. I don't really care about that, given their course, given their course history and ability to make cuts. Who would you prefer to DFS? I would not look at course history at this event because eh, it's ridiculous. Um, Brian Harmon or Zach Johnson? Good God, what do you have like? The, I mean, is like missionary like too exciting for you? Fuck, like Jesus Christ. Thoughts on Chris Kirk. I like Chris Kirk a lot. Didn't make the player pool, but uh, he's going to be popular is the one thing that I shall say about Chris Kirk. But he does set up really well. Him and Tringali ended up being fades on DraftKings for me, but everything points to them having really good weeks. So if you want to embrace some of that ownership from the bottom end, just try to make your team a little bit different somewhere else. They're both fine plays though. For Fantasy National, which ownership prediction metric do you prefer? I like giving it some of my own personal context, to tell you the truth, but I do like to look, especially when the sample matures. So right now on Fantasy National for the week, members have generated over 15,000 lineups. By the end of Wednesday evening, I bet that number gets up around 30,000 generated lineups, so the sample becomes a little bit better. But I like looking at the percentage of lineups players are generated in. So like sometimes I'll generate lineups with players in them, and they'll appear in a certain amount but I don't like the distribution that it gives me so then I just you know I go to the move shares then I move like the first time I ran the modeling this week I ran 20 lineups uh and it gave me 18 with Cantley and I was like well I probably don't want to play 90% Cantley uh so I'm just going to give some of those to Morikawa move some up to Xander move some down to Patrick Reed just kind of work it that way so that can be somewhat misleading but it's It is intuitive in telling you who the generator is spitting out for people, and that's how a lot of people display their lineups. They generate their 15, their 10, 15, 20, 50, 150, whatever it might be, they just upload the CVS to DraftKings, and boom, they're on their way. That's what makes it so easy to do. Um, So the top three in that right now are Can'tley Morikawa, and Webb Simpson. And that doesn't necessarily direct we try to come up with a formula to calculate the ownership based off of that, uh, but I think just looking at it in between, I think that the actual lineup-generated number is probably going to end up being taking a middle is probably the best way to do it. But I can actually see Cantley being more owned than the 21% because you're just waiting what happens on fantasy national when we go into this, where there are certain players that the public will embrace a little bit more and some that they will stay away from, like. Uh, let's take Patrick Reed, for example, who's just a very unpopular player. Even people on Fantasy National don't like him this week at $9,000. So I would say that his is probably pretty accurate, but I could see him coming even lower than like the 9% that he's projected for right now. People don't like playing him. That's just the nature of the beast when it comes down to it. Uh, so there's just a lot of stuff that you can put into it. I just think it's a helpful guide looking at who's actually being generated in these lineups and how many they are appearing in, just to give you a sense of who's going to overall be chalky versus the field. What that over- overall top line is like can't like you're coming at 30 percent uh like there's always like one or two huge outliers that no one really sees coming like we know that they're going to be popular but like that popular shit didn't see that so you have to embrace that volatility into it too Uh is russell henley a play this week yes paul you're the keegan whisperer should we play keegan this week no no okay
1: i mean last week he was 7k and look at the field compared to
0: this week's right yeah uh, can you please explain birdie or better actual on fantasy national yes yeah, the actual numbers of birdies or better they made that week that, does that make sense to you Paul sorry what, sorry what was that the the question is can you please explain birdie or better actual on fantasy national it is just literally the raw how many birdies or better they made during an event around yes that, that makes sense so if, if Rory made seven birdies and an eagle his number would be eight mm-hmm. it, it's super simple Best top five value? Ah, fuck, I don't know. I don't play top five markets. Give your head a shake. Is there a best fade in the 10K range, or is it best to fade all of them? Like I said, I didn't play Rory or Dustin. I played Roman Xander. I mean, you could ask me tomorrow. That's just what I'm going with this week. You ask me later tonight, I might just want to be like, you know what, I want to play uh, DJ and Rory. That's what I want to do. I, I, it's really hard to distinguish between them, but pick your poison. Uh, you got to have some guts, and you can't play everyone, so... I, I I think you should play people above $10,000 this week. If you like Kokrak is going to be sneaky, nah, he's not going to be sneaky. Maybe like 10%, 11%, but he's been he's back-to-back top tens at two Florida courses. Like, come on, people are going to play Jason Kokrak. Going back to the Cam Davis, well, can't do it. Very andercarse this week. What is the lowest price player you would start lineups with? Is Cantlay too low as a number one guy? I don't think so. $9,200, you can build, like, the ultimate balance build if you wanted to. I'm trying to think of who could appear in that lineup and I don't have it in front of me. So Cantley, spieth Yeah, this thank you, Paul. Cantley at 9200 That's a lot of fades up top. But I can see it. So you go with Cantley at 92. Then you drop down into the eights and you'll have like Speeth. You could go Cantley, Reed, Hatton, or Casey or im or Speeth or wh- whoever it is or Hideki, whoever you like from there. Probably take another one of those guys and go, like, to the high sevens. <sighs> Louis and Horschel, maybe? Yeah, I could see that. I mean, I-, I like the guys in the nine key. So does everyone. But I, I don't think it's too low to start if you wanted to. Uh, th- that's actually an interesting version of Stars and Scrubs you could play, where you could do sort of, like, the five guys from eight to Patrick Cantley and then play, like... I don't know, Poston or Norland or whoever you like in the $6,000 level to build, like, a modified Balanced Stars and Scrubs lineup. I typically use 35 to 60 players across 15 lineups. You are raking yourself, pal. Uh, I know you narrow down the core group to around 20. How many are you using this week with the volatility of Sawgrass? That's way too many players. I mean, I shouldn't speak on this because I never fucking win, so... Uh, that just seems like way too many players for that many lineups. Like... You're not giving yourself a path to get there if your guys hit, um, and you're just kind of you're you're guaranteed by building lineups that way. Like when you build a very tight core, there's the possibility that all of your lineups finish in the money based on the way that they're constructed, that thus giving you more paths to the top prize because if your core hits, then the other pieces that are around them, you know, if you know one guy is lackluster and misses the cut, then you have another guy that can kind of go with those teams to the very top. If you're playing like 60 players across 15 lineups. Like, you're guaranteed to have guys, you're probably guaranteed to have teams in the money, like min cash wise, but then, like, 60% of your teams are dead. So I don't see why you would do that. I'd rather take the swing and go with the chance that 100% of my teams could be dead versus only having the upside of like two or three to actually try to go win something if it is the one week that you're actually right. Uh, How many players did make the pool this week? I have 22 players in the pool because I did sort of a mix and match in the 6K range. Uh, So when I played some of these stars and scrubs, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight eight players in the 6K range. I use this week to sprinkle in, so I, the, my core is a lot tighter at the top than it is at the bottom. Just because the not only is it a volatile course, the players in the six K range even more. And I played Brendan Grace at seven thousand dollars as well, like the way that Brendan Grace has been playing. I also played him in a head-to-head against Ricky, uh, where he was plus money. So I was like, all right, let's, let's go do that. I think that's available on DraftKings Sportsbook as well. That specific one. Louis and Corey Connors or Will Z and Answer. Will Z on and Answer. Any update on the next show with Cam? There's nothing planned. Cam appears every Friday on Mayo Media Network on The Hockey Show with Chris Meanie, so you can check that out. Is there going to be a cut sweat show? Yes. Is C-Woo Kim the best option to bet my $200 on free play-on? Seems like he's 3X higher than he should be. Um, I don't think that he's your best bet. Like, for 200 bucks, I mean... I'll throw it on Hatton at 35 to 1. It's still a pretty nice payday. I mean, I know you want to get greedy and try to win. CWU does have win equity. I will give you that at 125 to 1. That is a substantial payday. But Hatton for a $200 bet's pretty good. When do you think the networks are going to understand that TV coverage is falling short of what the audience wants? Um, I don't think that the coverage is falling short of what their audience wants. Uh, The audience of this show, and myself included, uh, it is falling short of. So they need to figure out the digital side of this, because we are the type of people that would pay for a better product, and we know how to stream things. You have to remember that even though the demographics are getting lower for golf at this point in terms of overall age, thanks to A, DraftKings, before gambling was legalized in America, and now gambling, that the average age of, like, a golf viewer is, like, 57 years old. Like, they don't know where to find this stuff. They don't know what the fuck DraftKings is. They don't know how to bet on stuff. Like, they kind of vaguely understand gambling, but they think of it like that creepy guy who's always smoking at the back end of a bar with, like, a little, like, notebook. That's what they think that gambling is. It's not get on your phone, go on your app. And that's not everyone in that age group, but it's a large percentage of people who watch golf on a Sunday. Uh, I remember Jeff said that, like, there was one tournament that was being rained out and they were replaying last year's tournament and like his dad was watching it being like, oh yeah, this is great. Like he had no idea who won. So just, they wanted to tune in to watch golf. That's all they want to do. So it's better to have these alternate feeds where people like us can go tune into them. And that's, I mean for all intents and purposes, like the cut sweat show and like the overall like the higher idea of the green zone for the cut sweat type of thing. I mean, it's a proof of concept. We get great ratings on that stuff. Uh, So like that's why I ask you to like go tell people to tune into this. The more viewers that we can get into that so we can get like, I don't know, like 5,000, 8,000 concurrent at the same time. Like you go back, there's like 25,000 people who watched it. This one live stream of not even watching golf to watching two guys and like their moron buddy talk about golf in real time to try to provide you with updates and like have a chat about it i mean i think that's starting to show like that there is a market for this you have to have proof of this market existing because to set a lot of this stuff up is it's it's financially very cumbersome it's very expensive to do this so even at a low level if you can charge a premium subscription that's the only way that this is really going to work so the actual networks themselves they're fine They got no problem with this. Their viewers are happy with what is going on. It is our small niche bubble that gets mad. So never conflate what is going on and what you see on Twitter, especially as it pertains to betting on golf, and think that is actually representative of people that actually watch golf, because it's not. Thoughts on a miss-the-cut prop having value this week in the exact same way for the Masters. Yeah, I, I do think there is. I, I Maybe I'll try to release one uh, to a two make the cut and to miss the cut or maybe a mix and match of both uh, later tonight on my Twitter feed. Uh, then we'll just put like five bucks on it or something like that. I'll get gritty and put like 50 bucks on it. You know, like, oh, can't lose. And then you're just like, what the fuck, what was I doing? And maybe we can sweat that on the show at the same time. It's always fun when we all have similar bets on something that we can sweat along to. Maybe we'll give out some three balls for the afternoon pair too that we can sweat uh, as we're doing the Cut Sweat Show. Any steal love this week? Nah. Plus the random slash big score potential that already happens with Sawgrass nationally. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. This isn't like If you're responding to something in real time, I'm going through the chat in order. So I assume this was asked like 30 minutes ago. I don't remember what the last sentence I said was. No idea what you're talking about here. Ryan Palmer seems like no one else is talking about him. Are you playing him? You should tune in to the Pat Mayo Pivot Plays video up on Mayo Media Network. You may see a man named Ryan Palmer who's up there. Ryan Palmer legit looks like he's 60 in that fucking photo, Paul.
1: I mean, it's a pretty new photo. I know. That's, that's like an up-to-date one.
0: Like, There's I, a lot of water here, Pat. I know, but sometimes... Like, Ryan Palmer is the ultimate guy who's going to shoot like 79 or 64. Yeah. So... Like, just embrace the volatility. He's a highly volatile player. But in his last six starts, he has three top five finishes. Like, he's playing really, he's the number 26 player in the world. And he's just being disrespected across the board. Like, he's a legit, like, 1.7% guy this week. Yes, I am playing Ryan Palmer in my DraftKings lineups. What's the max amount of salary you're leaving on the table? Um, I set my parameters to 1,000 on Fantasy National. Uh, so 49000 was my min salary, but I can just log on to DraftKings and tell you right now what I got on the go for some of these lineups, because uh, I think I probably, if I saw a $1,000, like sometimes you look at it and you see a $1,000 on the table, you're just like, you know what, I don't need to play Andrew Landry, I can play Kevin Na or Ryan Palmer in that spot instead for the extra 1100 bucks that I have left over, I'll probably just do that. That's probably the opposite of what I should be doing for this specific tournament, but that's just what I do. Uh, $1,000 on the table for this team right here that has Andrew Landry in it. So <laughs> I'm not changing it. I have a few with $700, $800, $1,000 on the table, $600, some with $100, $200 on the table. Um, Listen, you can fill out the max too if you want to. Um, I think it just, if you look at the lineup and you're okay with it, go with it. Who is the sharp play this week? I don't know what that means. I, I think you're tuning into the wrong program if you're looking for sharp plays. <laughs> Safer on DK, Poston or Revi? They're both fucking 6,500 bucks. Neither is the answer. If safety is, an, is a question for you, I'll say Poston. I like Poston better. I'm playing both of them, but yeah, Poston. A lot has been said of Justin Thomas's recent awful driving, but a short course shouldn't he be hitting a lot of woods off the tee and able to stay in play? I mean, you would have to say he's not hitting a lot of, oh, you mean like three would, uh, potentially, but like his driving is just bad in general. Uh, he, it's almost like when Bryson, Bryson is the weirdest outlier of this, because you're, what you're saying in theory is right. That there's a lot of club down spots at this course. They're not, they're not all club down spots. You're still going to be hitting driver in holes where water's in play on 17 of these holes. And JT's driver has been a bit wonky and listen jt is like the second most bet on guy this week uh i just i need a reason to fade him i need to convince myself that i'm going to fade him and i need a reason for it his driving is my reason it's not to say it's going to be a problem for him that's what i'm going to hope that the problem is for him this week like you have to talk yourself into it somehow like i said you can't play everyone and you can make pros and cons for every single fucking player in the field. And when you deal with the elites, like Dustin Johnson and Rory McIlroy and Justin Thomas, you have to tell yourself something to make yourself somewhat feel okay with the fact that you're not playing these guys. So yeah, he could be fine. Um, the Irons were electric at the WGC, but he kept finding the fucking water. So I hope that happens again. Nates are overrated from Nathaniel Goss. Oh, sorry, Nate, it's a bummer for you. Patrick Reed, a better outright bet or DK play? DK play. I think he's always a better outright bet, but I'm just doing both. Uh, What player is going to flip the slate on its head? These are the questions I don't like. It says leave good questions, people. This is a stupid question and a bad question. You think I know the fucking answer to that? What's wrong with you? I'm losing it, Paul. I was hanging on. I was in such a good mood. I think that was like an overzet.
1: Overzet uh, reference. Overzet says flip on his head, blah, 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 blah.
0: Well, I do like Pete. I do, too. So you can go ask him those questions.
1: <laughs> I don't know if he's into the golf. He's busy with top shots. I think he's
0: on vacation right now, actually. Good for him. But uh, you leave that stuff for him. You come with me, you'll get banned for life. Rahm or and Hoffman or Webb and Neiman? Rahm and Hoffman. Why not? Uh, this guy is asking, is not even putting questions in. He's just putting in other stuff. Uh, you guys are all going to get banned for life. But if you can take care of that and you see some of this stuff, just get them off the channel so I don't need to see it. Uh, You're ruining it for everyone. Shame on you. Did Cust ever find the Zalotaurus? Matt Jones was a bust last week. Am I going nuts to go back to him? Eh, It feels like his run is over. I'm not, but, you know, crazier things have happened. I don't think that Cust has found the Zalotaurus as of yet. Or Jeff. Yes, Paul.
1: I just bet hat and 34 to 1.
0: That's actually 35 on that site, the way that I don't, it's weird that the way that they list odds, Mm -hmm. that's actually 35. Cool. Do you aim to hedge your DKA plays with your outright bets, or do you aim for a clean sweat as possible? Pat Mayo rarely lives the hedge life. I'm going all in if I'm going all in. So, yeah, I, I don't live that hedge life. Sometimes I, there are circumstances where I, where it does make sense, uh, and sometimes the value on DraftKings is just different from the value in the betting market. So that's the way that I'm going with it. Billy Horschel is a guy that can thrive here. Been knocking on the door since last summer. Sets up perfectly can I bet you that he has a better week than answer? No, I don't make bet with people who don't don't use real names or have profile pictures. I don't see where... Where is the benefit in that for me, Paul? That's all... Because people ask me, bet me this, bet me that. Where is the upside for me in this whatsoever? Because if I win, I'm expected to pay. Yeah. If... Or If you win, I'm expected to pay, which I would. If I win, I'll never hear from you again.
1: If you have, like, 27 followers on Twitter or something like that, it's just like you could literally just get rid of your account, make a fresh one, and disappear into the mist.
0: There's legal betting markets. You can find yeah. people to make those bets.
1: That's the fun of betting is that we beat the books. We don't have to beat each other. DFS is fun, too, but
0: yeah, yeah, that's, a different that's game, the right? fun of betting. Thienau, Rom, or JT in the one and done? Rom. Fleetwood or Cam? Cam. Do you think the low projected own on Hatton holds or will he gain steam? Uh, one way that you can actually project to see who is getting steam a lot um, and it hasn't happened on the DraftKings sports book yet so that's a good sign for actual DraftKings conversions uh, in terms of ownership but uh, different books that I've seen like my primary book Hatton is down to 28 to 1 right now and that was from 35 to 1 when I looked at it this morning so the betting market but that's also a Euro betting market an international betting market also available in Canada that I use so maybe the Brits are pumping. Up this He's week. back up to thirty there. He's I, back up. To I was looking
1: now? when I was trying to hit the uh, thirty-four there.
0: Yeah. So I, I mean, the low ownership, I think, will end up coming through. But it's not like low ownership in the sense that like no one's playing. He's going to be in the double digits. He'll be like twelve percent or something like that. But having Spieth right next to him helps, and Casey, who's also going to be like thirteen, fourteen percent this week. Players you've cooled on this week or risen in your estimation. I I got on Shez and like this, it's really the 6K guys. Like I haven't soured on Webb, but he just couldn't fit what I wanted to do. And other than that, no, not really. Uh, But the 6K guys, Lashley, Poston, Shez, Landry, Pan, those guys kind of thing. Will Z or Neiman? Neiman. Hideki for the win. That's not a question. What's the cut line? I think this guy's going to have to get the boot here. Unless that's like a legitimate, I don't know what a cut line means. So I'll give him a pass on that one. Do you think Justin Rose is worth the risk after the withdrawal? I don't know if he's playing or not yet. There hasn't been confirmation on that. So just keep your eye out on that. But that is a player who will be 0.5% owned and was inside the top 10 the last time they played in March at the Players' Championship. Is Keegan a good play this week? Nah. Who's the one guy no one is talking about that will surprise? I mean, we've just been over a bunch of these. Who is going to be the most popular guy from 65 to 69? Huh, that I can inform you on. Let's see here. I, would, I, I initially thought it was going to be Munoz, but people have now soured on Mr. Munoz. Munoz is a good player. I like Munoz. I think he's undervalued this week. Uh, Keegan Bradley is actually the guy that people are using. I uh, got him projected at close to 10%. Hoffman at 68. Griot at 67. Those seem to be the three guys where people are gravitating towards this week.
1: Every, everyone's a week late on Keegan here, guys.
0: Yeah. Oh, well, Keegan's We're good, good Keegan now. Keegan
1: was like chipped. Like, trust me, I made the call last week. And but you like, followed him. What did he do? I did fo- he he chipped his in his round on Saturday. He chipped in a couple times. To- uh, I'm not even on like, even like to. On the on the Thursday. He like chipped in, he was hitting like fifteen foot putts. Like it was a little bit of smoke and mirrors. The Saturday I didn't really actually see him all that much on the course. He just ran up the leaderboard. I don't know. What happened on Saturday?
0: Oh, just he gained like four three strokes putting or something. Like he made everything on Saturday.
1: Yeah. And, and, then then he, he and then he made like, nothing. Wilted, turned, wilted on Sunday. Yeah, he turned back into Keegan on Sunday. I mean, at seven K, you just want someone to make the cut and hopefully make a charge. Like he was a good play. But, oh, he's a great play. Yeah, but but yeah, he wasn't. It's not like he was like some God mode type of thing. He was getting a little bit lucky, and now he's what a hundred dollars cheaper. And there's in a much there's like field. thirty of thirty more top, you know, fifty golfers in the field. Like I don't know.
0: Yeah, put it this way. Keegan gained 2.6 strokes putting in round one last week and another stroke putting uh, in round three. He gained 2.8 strokes around the green in round three and 1.6 strokes gained around the green in round one. So he put them both together at the same time. And, like, <laughs> and then you just go back and scroll his like round-by-round putting stats. Uh, put it this way. He's far more likely to lose 3.5 strokes putting in a round than ever gain two again kind of thing like that's just the the, for every for every one round that he has plus two putting he has five that are minus three and a half so it's always tough with him louis ownership is actually higher than i thought it would be but i think that might be a fantasy national thing so around six or seven percent is what i'm seeing right now but i think the people who use the site are probably less scared of louis um just because and there's just always going to be one of those things where you know, uh, coming off last week, everyone's all pissed off. Never use Louie again. And then people like me and other people around will say, it's a good week to use Louie now that no one's using them, Then people start using him. Uh, but yeah, five, six, seven percent uh, would be my guess. Uh, I read the change in month means less expected wind. Do you expect the course to not be as volatile? Usually if that's the case, I mean, it could be less, but just it's not so much the wind that's ever a problem here. It's just the amount of water. Like a slightly bad shot is just crippling. Uh, a slightly bad iron shot. Like you just might miss hit your wedge or pick the wrong club on 17 and boom, you're done. Need to make up some ground in the one and done. Already burned Cantley and Morikawa. Who else would you recommend? Rom, Speeth, or Zalatoris? Uh, Speeth. I assume accuracy is very important this week due to the water, how tough the course is, how random is it, like you mentioned on your DK show? I mean, accuracy is fine. Um, That should save you a bit off the tee. But then, you know, it's not like water isn't a play on approach shots either. Uh, So if you have one guy, someone like Brendan Todd, who's still driving the ball great down the middle of the fairway, but his irons are way off, it's even more penalizing if you go into the water on your approach shot if you do off the tee. So just keep that in mind, too. I already bet outright winners on most of Paul's 7K guys. Go,
1: Paul. Odds and lines are subject to change. See website for actual odds. <laughs> if you or anybody you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Good luck. I hope I hope you're right because then I'll win money on DK, but I'm not, I don't plan on betting all of those guys. Hovland uh, and Cantley. That's all I got.
0: Do you prefer Kirk or Wyndham Clark this week? Kirk. Chris Kirk. I will take the irons over the driving this week. Max Homa on Paul's model. Would like to hear Paul's thoughts about Max Homa this week. He's number three in my model. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably, Paul, Paul's not an intune in-tune golf fan, no. golf researcher.
1: There's someone who chirps me a little later down in the chat, and they're more or less correct. I don't really know a damn thing about it. I just kind of plug in the, the model. I listen to a few people who tell me what stats are going to work that week, so he's number three in my model, probably number three in my heart this week as well uh colin
0: asked in single entries do you prefer eating the chalk up top or go with your value plays um what i do is is that i forget to enter single entry lineups until like really late on wednesday and then i just look at all the lineups that i have on my phone while i'm having a cigarette outside and just pick one at random i'm dead serious that's what i do uh, that's why i lose every single week by the way is that i i put so little thought into it. it's funny because there are certain players Uh, like DFS players, and I'm not like a professional DFS player, although people seem to conflate the fact that I do a show about it. I I do a show for a living. This is what I do. I love playing DraftKings. It's a lot of fun. I love betting on golf. It's a tremendous amount of fun. Uh, But people put like really serious thought into this stuff. Uh, But I always forget because I'm so fucking burnt out. Like by the time I finish this show on Wednesdays, after basically being in a full fledge grind from like preparing the show on Saturday afternoon through doing this show that I like basically just go home and take a nap and then I forget to do everything. And then I just do everything at the last second. Uh, That's usually how it goes. I know I'm not alone in doing that. So uh, just take that with the the grain of salt with everything that I'm doing. Oh, here's one. Hatton or Rory for single entry. I don't understand how that's a question. Like, honestly, I, I don't. I wish they're, you could explain that to me a little bit more. because yeah, you can't
1: man, play one or the other without leaving two k. 2k, 2K yeah, like on the they're table. not even close. It would be place. like Hatton and this person, or Rory and this person. Yeah, that would make sense. That like, would make more sense. Listen, I
0: love Hatton, but if it's if, there's no cost of playing either of them, play Rory. I mean,
1: maybe <laughs> are you asking about one and
0: done? It says single entry, so I assume that means like a DraftKings line. Yeah, I know i mean but yeah like listen i i bet like i said i'm playing hatton i bet hatton i love hatton this week the answer to this question is actually rory if that's somehow something you can do in your lineup
1: yeah harry higgs
0: the bear (laughs) min pass uh another warinski question um i passed pat mayo new a new viewer from scotland what's up paul paul mcdonald paul mcdonald that would be it so there's a lot of. I always thought that. Eh, now maybe I'm getting. Are you Scottish or Irish, Paul? Irish. You're Irish. So I'm from New Scotland, Nova mm. Scotia. It's Mick versus Mac. Yeah, Mac I always Scottish. thought that M C was Scottish and N A C was MC Irish. M C is Irish. M C is Irish. So yeah, I had man. it backwards. Yeah. Okay. M A C. So Paul Macdonald. Shout out. Shout out Scotland. Uh, I don't do the DraftKings, but find your tips amazing for my outrights and each ways. <laughs> you just wait, and you start losing all your money. I like Thomas this week at twenty to one, and I'm taking speeth and see C- Woo Kim. Let's go see C- Woo. How about see C- Woo wins, everyone wins. Shaughnessy doesn't have a damn clue about golf DFS. More like AJ Worst. <laughs> yeah, AJ but, the
1: Worst. Is that your fucking name, he's, he's, pal? But he, he's, he's not too far off there. I don't really have a damn clue. No, I just, it's like I just I, trust Fantasy National, and this this is a model that is that is cached in the
0: past. So it's like when I chime I don't really in on, like on your UFC with, show. Yeah, it is what it is uh thoughts on nash nasty nate as a cheap option i'm in i'm in on nasty nate remember everyone smash the like button out there if you're watching right now and subscribe to mayo media network tons of players content there's also the the cutter open or the cutter whatever the hell it is on the european tour tom and sky have that covered for you from a betting and DraftKings perspective as well go show them some love and if you want to get into a draw for a hundred bucks straight cash homie Go to Fantasy Baseball Picks and Bets, a brand new show on Mayo Media Network. Leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts along with your Twitter handle or email address so I can contact you if you are the winner. And, you know, it takes like 30 seconds. So if you want 100 bucks, go do that. Or just hit up my Twitter feed at the PME. Check out the pinned tweet as ways to get into multiple draws for $100. You can do them all. Hell, you could win all three. It'd be $300 bucks for you if you're just randomly drawing. If you got good luck? You could win $300 bucks right there. With the soft pricing, how much money are we comfortable leaving on the table? Already been over that. Occasionally seasoned vets, 38 plus, can contend any targets. It was Kucher. Kucher's a guy I cooled on as the week went along. I just didn't have room for him. Kevin Na would probably be my, Na and Ryan Palmer and Molinari are probably my guys uh, who fit that mold. And Chez Revy, I suppose. Do you think three 9Ks, two 7Ks, and a 6K is the most common build type this week? Yes. Why is this event every year such a crapshoot while the Masters, with a strong field and long course history, is more predictable? Well, there's a few reasons, because the Masters field actually isn't very good. Uh, It's the weakest of the major fields. It's far weaker than this field. It's a smaller field. Uh, It's getting a little bit bigger, but I think we'll, we'll have like 87 players. So you have 87 players at the Masters, right? And you have 154 in this field. The top 60 in ties, 65 in ties, make the cut this week. So just the cut percentages are way off, leaving a lot more of the field to make to make the cut and or miss the cut. So of those 87 players in the field at the Masters, the top 50 in ties end up making the cut. And it didn't apply last November because of the daylight rules, but also every player within 10 strokes of the lead will also make the cut. So like two years ago, when we won the big to make the cut parlay, like 64 players ended up making the cut. they're all there that weekend. Plus, you have to factor in that when I say that the field is stronger at the players, like the 6K guys right now at the players, like we're talking about Harry Higgs or CT Pan or Andrew Landry, like those are good players. Like they're fine. Uh, They're guys who could win. Like Two of those guys have won on the PGA Tour. The back end of the field at the Masters is fucking guys in their 70s who aren't going to make the cut. So... When I say that there's like 87 in the field, players in the field, there's actually like, and there's a bunch of amateurs in the field too. There's like five or so. So just say that like one old guy and one amateur end up making the cut. That field's actually in contention for the top 50 in ties is really like 75 dudes, and the course is a lot longer. That's also the biggest differenti- differentiator between it all, uh, and there's basically, like, there's water on the course. There's not water on every single hole of the course. The Masters is really long. Bombers do have a significant advantage. At Augusta, not the only players who can win there, but they do have a bigger advantage than they do in most courses. Bombers, by and large, at Sawgrass, driving distance tends to be relatively mitigated by the forced layups on a lot of holes, some of the short holes. uh, You don't want to short side yourself, where water ends up picking up. So, the skill set gap in distance is narrowed at the players versus the masters in what is uh, really predictable in trying to choose a winner. The field is much bigger, the field is much stronger, and the field is much deeper in that regard as well. So just all of those factors mixed into one makes this tournament far more unpredictable than something like the masters. I hope that answers your question, Cody. M or Hatton for leverage? Probably M. Is it Sungjae or are they right around the same? Ah, they're right around the same. Pick your po- take whichever one you like. They'll be within like two percentage points of each other, I'm guessing. Love the show. Thanks for the content. Love you, Eddie. Oh, looks like you've banned someone, Paul. Thank you. I don't even have yeah, to read it. It's just a bunch of nonsense. Good. Good. It's not the, the the God guy again, is it? No, it wasn't it wasn't bad like that. It's just
1: it's just clogging up the chat with nonsense.
0: Good. Yeah. Don't clog up my chat. Any chances you roster Han? I already did the Han voice. Only one per show uh by the way can we get a james on i already did you're gonna have to rewind for that one Uh, i'm not rostering him now player outside the top 50 in the official world golf rankings you're on oh a ton uh henley is probably the best of that bunch i think henley's outside the top 50 in the world henley go back to my cheat sheet henley poston i I don't think that c Woo is in the top 50 at this moment so those guys any love for kisner eh thoughts on Norin? eh Made one lineup so far in the million, left $2,000 on the table. Do you think leaving that much money on the table is necessary? No, it is not even close to necessary. (laughs) If you want to, go for it, but this guy is just saying names. Uh, Who do you think is the highest owned golfer in the 7K range? I don't have a direct answer in mind. Neiman? Zalatoris? Connors or Answer? You know what? It could be someone like Tringali or Kirk at the low end because those are like by far the most popular. That's the reason I ended up fading those two guys is that basically between 7K and 75K, Tringali and Kirk just stick out like a sore thumb of ownership where everyone else in that range is like 2%. So do those guys really have a 6%, 6 times 7, are they 6 times or 7 times more likely to do better than all of these other guys around them? I would say no. When it comes down to it, like Cameron Tringali and Chris Kirk rate out well, they are expected to be very good plays this week. Do they have, so just based on other ownership factors here, does Cameron Tringali have an over six times likelihood to outscore Kevin Na this week? I would say that the answer to that question is no, he does not. Doesn't mean he's not going to, he most definitely could, but uh, six times is likely. Yeah, I'm going to take a hard pass on that one. That's the way that I look at it in terms of ownership. Uh, Blank Casino in New Jersey does each-way bets. This show is brought to you by DraftKings. Tom Schrank. So uh yeah, you don't need to say that. If you need a 6.1k or less, would you go Duncan? Second in approach last week, Herman Wyndham Comp or Percy? Still good with the irons last week. Duncan uh, probably would be my preferred guy. He uh, tends to play well at courses where web plays well, so that actually does make some sense. I actually hadn't thought of that, and I was tracking him until his disastrous final round on the weekend at API, but I like Landry the best of that range. What do you think of Seabez? Hoot. he was minus seven in his first round. Hey, I'm going to take a pass on him. Uh, Tony A says, I like Hatton too. Okay, man, I don't need to hear every fucking thought that you have. You either ask a question or just leave it for other people. Thoughts on Adam Scott? Eh, pass. Is there a Colin versus Bryson matchup out there? Seems like a week to lightly fade, Bryson. I didn't see any. I've got Grio. What do you think? Yeah, well, I, I I don't, so you're probably on the right side of that. Why can't DK allow one alternative selection every week? You only get the alternative if the player WDs because that would require a brand new update to the existing AI in a complete reinvention of the rules, they probably just don't want to fucking do that because only only little people who play wooey and get so sad when he withdraws have to complain about it on wine. You know what the rules are going in. Uh, I saw Wiley make the point that if people were freaking out about getting their money back from a sports book, if you bet on someone and they withdraw before the tournament goes, I could see freaking out about that because in the rules, it says you get your money back uh, if that's the case. Uh, if you bet on a future, like this, I remember this happening to me, that... I bet Woodland at the Open Championship in like 2017 or 2018. I wasn't privy to that because I didn't read the rules for anything. But if you make a wager on a player on a future bet, and that player does not play in the event that you've bet in the future of, you don't get your money back for that. It's a tough shit. It's the same thing. Day or Fleetwood? Day. Day. What do you think about Justin Rose? Is he worth the risk on DK? Like I said, you need to see if he's actually going to play or not, but he could be. Good morning, Pat. I am new to DFS and have enjoyed watching your shows. You have used the term win equity many times. Can you explain the term and how you come up with the number? I mean, there's actual win equity odds out there for players. If you go around and search for it, you can use the Fantasy National Simulator uh, to see what the actual win equity in the 1,000 tournaments it is. But it's just, in order to win a giant event, you're obviously going to need to have the winner. Uh, so someone like Finaud, their computer will tell you that their win equity is like, I don't know, 2.7% or something like that to win this tournament, where we know just by seeing the sample of them playing that they don't win that often, where someone like Patrick Reed, Tyrrell Hatton win at a much higher rate than they're probably expected to do. So I would say that those players, just to name names, like those two guys, have more win equity than someone who might be a better player and more consistent to come inside the top five, but to actually end up winning. Like Bryson's win equity through the roof. Justin Thomas as well. And a lot of that is derived from just their performance on Sundays when they're in the lead. Like they don't wilt. They go out there and they end up winning. So I can tell you if I just click on the simulator right now, and this will be different at different places uh, and depending on modeling that they use and the stats and everything like that. Brooks is another one that when he's in the mix, he tends to play really well. Um, so, the second player in win equity this week in terms of the Fantasy National Simulator, fantasynational.com/slash mayo. This is just one of all of the tools that you can use, all of the stats, everything like that, just to help you with your research. Uh, fantasynational.com/slash mayo. Get the monthly right now. Players through Masters and 20% off. What's not to like about that? So, Rory is second in the simulator in terms of wins. So, he has 59 wins in a thousand. What is that, 5.9%, Paul? That sounds about right. So a 5.9% win equity per what our simulator is telling us. Like I said, other places might tell you something different. That's just what ours is saying. It's still in the beta version, so it's not to be completely addressed, although it's been pretty accurate so far this year uh, in terms of finding guys at good values. So when you compare that, so that would mean that his actual betting odds for the tournament, based on the fact that this computer simulation thinks that he wins 59 times out of a thousand his actual odds this week should be 17 to 1 based on that his betting odds in the market right now i think he's like 14 or 16 to 1 so he's about a value based on his win equity but the one thing that computer simulations don't do that i like to put my color commentary on are guys like siwoo kim uh who has three wins over the past four years some at good events. Even Kevin Na, a guy who's won like four times in the past three years. Like, they have win equity. We've seen them win multiple times on tour. So they don't win often. And when they don't win, they're usually pretty bad, to tell you the truth. But they're just sort of like a Ricky Bobby situation where they're first or they're last. So that's what I'm talking about when I talk about win equity in a certain range. Playing 150 lineups this week and looking to be aggressive with my builds. How many players should I have in my player pool? I actually don't know with 150 lineups. I don't think I've ever played 150 lineups. I would guess, like, how aggressive do you want to be? You could use, like, 35 guys, 30 guys, really trim it down, um, and just, like, build your core up top. Like, if you're playing, I don't know, like, 60% of one guy, 70% of another guy. I mean, if it was me, I'd be like, oh, I could play some of that guy, and play some of that guy, and I'd end up with, like, 50 guys in my player pool, but that's me. <clears throat> i think morikawa is gonna win can you ban me for life i mean i bet on him to win i hope you're right uh pat sorry if you've already addressed this just tune in hovland or morikawa i'm going with morikawa ball when can we convince pat to get in on a shoey bet for the golf show what is the equivalent of a shui i don't think
1: pat i don't think pat wants to do a shoey. i drink. don't no so we don't force anybody to do these things. No,
0: it's all about consent on the Pat Mayo experience. <laughs> you have to consent into these things. I'm not consenting into that. I'm on the master's diet right now, Paul. You know, people talk about, you know, players getting back into shape. I have to, like, peek looks-wise for the most visible of the stuff that I do all the time. That's master's and week one of football.
1: So. Were you eating, like, pimento and cheese sandwiches or something here? No, no,
0: no, no. I'm like Is that the master's diet?
1: No, that would not the be The stuff that. that Tom Brady wouldn't? When no, he was that's there? what jeff
0: and tim, jeff and tim are eating double uh that type of stuff while i just back off from that just trying to be like organic so you can fit drinks. into that blazer okay, yeah the master's blazer i only have the one green jacket and it's so fucking small and i can barely fit into it as it is i'm gonna try it on after the show see if i can fit into it right now to see where my goals have to be but i like wearing that green blazer for the show so I gotta slim down to get back into it Grio or kirk kirk oh man, this, this one guy you, you banned for life just has so many deleted messages. Kind of looked like a bot. Uh, ah, the bots are coming. Any Carlos Ortiz shares this week? I don't, but I did notice this this morning when I was scanning the ownership. Projected ownership on Ortiz, 2%. He's better than that. Carlos Ortiz is better than that. Maybe, if I if I live that hedge life. I might bet him top Mexican over answer to hedge my answer stuff Uh, because I do like Carlos Ortiz, but he's just been so smoke and mirrors with the putting. Single entry pick two: Rom Morikawa or Cantley Hatton. Rom Morikawa. Any proximity range stick out to you this week? Say the one twenty-five to one hundred and fifty would be the main one, Uh, just because of the layups. Uh, Let me see fantasy national scoring distribution. Oh something to my throat. 23%. It's pretty flat kind of across the board, but because of the par fives, 23% of approach shots come from beyond 200 yards. The next highest range after that is actually 150 to 175. Um, that is twenty percent, seventeen percent field average for one twenty five to one fifty. So I guess it depends on the player. I bet you the longer players hit it from that one twenty five range, the shorter players hit it from the one fifty range. But that's those are the two where you probably want to focus on the most this week. My last man in was between Homa or Zalatoris. Oh, looks like you're playing that uh, balance build. Chose Homa. Homa or Zalatoris? Smash the like. Homa. How much weight do you have on scrambling this week? I never wait scrambling. <clears throat> I think it's a bad stat. How is Berger looking ownership-wise? I'm guessing pretty low. I haven't heard much from Berg this week. Yeah, he's around like the Hatton range, like that 10, 11, 12%. Love the live chat. DK, GPP, DeChambeau plus CBiz versus kc and M. I'll go KC&M. Do you think that Tim can pla- explain his shower take during the cut sweat? We're going to save that one for a cuss corner. If people don't know... Tim doesn't turn on the shower before getting into it. He turns it on while he is in it. Which seems like something a serial killer would do.
1: He must have, like, really, really, like, quick heat. Like, good pipes.
0: uh, Maybe? Tim Too Rich, maybe? Maybe Tim Too Rich, but I... I have never lived in a place where the moment I turn on, like, because usually the water gets built up in the pipes, right? Yeah. So it has that cold water at the front. Like, I mean, I'm not opposed. Like, when I go to the gym, I take a cold shower uh, afterwards, you know, because you're sweating, you want to close your pores after you wash everything out and close them up so you don't have, like, the lingering sweat Mm -hmm. going on for, like, the next hour. I'll take a cold shower there. Not super in the business of taking cold showers. I mean, it just seems like
1: something that, yeah, you turn on the shower, as soon as the temperature seems okay, then you jump in. Yeah, you get in. It's like, I saw him being like, oh, I'm trying to save water. just like, I don't, okay. How much water are you really saving? I don't, don't, it's not like I have the shower on for like 20 minutes, for 20 minutes before it's literally like maybe 20 seconds. Like as soon as you feel the, you know, you put your hand up there, feel if the temperatures are right. Jump in.
0: So we asked him about this on our group chat. So I don't want to spoil too much here. But the reason that he said he was saving water because he was saving money on the water, but he didn't realize how cheap water is. Mm-hmm. Like, I think he thought that like every time you take a shower, it's like $10 on your water bill.
1: Well, it's because he only drinks bottled water. I know. So he thinks that all water
0: costs <laughs> that much. I exactly. Guess. <clears throat> Chris says, just signed up for Fantasy National. Hey, Chris, welcome to the team. Welcome to the community of people at Fantasynational.com. Everyone else out there can do it. Fantasynational.com slash mail. Get yourself the discount. Pat, you're the best in the biz. Ryan, I appreciate that, but that is completely untrue. Any love for the Gim Reaper? He showed some flash on a tough Florida course last week, and he's super cheap at 6200 bucks. I didn't end up going with him, which is going to fucking bite me in the ass because I love the Gim Reaper. I don't know why I didn't play him, to tell you the truth, but you know I don't want to go back and adjust my lineups at this point. Enjoyed the pivot play and scrub play videos. Thanks, Parker. Those are all up on Mayo Media Network right now. Sub to the channel, okay? Outside of your contest, what is your favorite tournament on DK? I like those $100 and $200 single entries. Uh, I think those are good structured. I like the, flat, the flat-ish the flat payouts, and I like playing these smaller ones that have like 200 people because it feels like they're winnable. I mean, they're not for me because I'm terrible, but, you know, theoretically, I feel how that could do well. How does Cam Smith rate out in the model? I don't have my model in front of me. Let's see. Now I got to load in the modeling. Ugh. I already told you the model isn't good. I'm going to assume because of it, because that one round. So I'm going to look at the past 24 rounds. And where I do have ball striking, I guess I've approached weighted pretty highly. I'm going to guess he rates out at like 45 would be my guess over the past 24 rounds. I'll get that all loaded up. Did he rate up for you at all, Paul? Do you know?
1: I don't recall seeing him. I could I could effort that, though, too.
0: Yeah, well, I'm efforting it right now. Like,
1: I think I've got it up on my computer. Give me one sec.
0: Let's see. Cam Smith passed 24 rounds, 63rd over the past 24. If you shrink that to 12, I bet you he goes up to, like, 25. Because the approaches have been really good for Cam Smith. I do worry about his driving, though, because it can get off the rails really quickly. Uh, and that's not great here. Doing a 20 max for the first time, what would your suggestion for the player size be? 20 players, 20 lineups? Sounds pretty good. Uh, 22 players, something like that. Xander Cantley or Webb Cantley? Xander Cantley. Water a bigger concern on drives or approaches? Both. Hi Pat, depends on the player. Uh what do you think of Scotty Shefford this week? He's fine, I'm not using him. Do you like Finao at 30 to 1 outright or six to one top five better? You want to win money, the top five is always a better bet on Tony Finau. Rom and Hatton or JT and Morikawa? single entry contests. I'll go with Rom and Hatton. Better outright bet. Fleetwood, Day, or Scott? Neither. I gave you the bets that I'm going. Pat, you playing the $200? I think I'm going to play $100. because I'm going to get stupid and play a bunch of lineups in that stupid millionaire maker, which I'll lose all my money in. So most of my $200 allocation will probably go towards that this week. Feel like Scheffler is in the optimal every lineup every week. Any Scott in your lineup? Nope, but I never have the optimal lineup. Don't forget the hoodie, sir. I love the hoodie. Oh, Stewie. Uh, Hopefully you got your fantasy national hoodie. Maybe that's coming for you. What's that? Hat. Yeah, Fantasy National hat, sorry. Uh, hope you like it. Uh, yeah, this hoodie's all right. They sent one to me and Paul. Paul was like, I think this looks stupid. I'm never wearing it. And I was like, I'll wear it. I think it looks fine. Uh, any left for Hog? Nah. Justin Rose, worth the risk. Quick, hey, okay, this is the third time you've asked this fucking question. I've answered it every single time. So fuck off. One more, banned for life. Love the way you insult the viewers. It's literally what I'm here for. Thank you. Then I assume that's what everyone tunes in for. When will the one and done audio podcast? I didn't do one this week. Uh, there was enough content filling up that feed. I've already talked about the one and done enough anyway on my shows. You are a nine point three for content. Now you're doing soccer. You're at an eleven. Well, I'm not doing soccer, but there is soccer stuff up there. What is more important for you this week? Making picks, course history, or current form? Current form, a hundred percent. Course history is rather irrelevant this week. What are your thoughts going back to Connors? Yeah. Pass. Everyone's saying approach is the most important stat. Are most of the water hazards off the tee? They're both. Accuracy isn't being discussed. It's because it's club down course. I already went over this. Figure it out, Daniel. Burned by Louie last week in a Bryson and speeth lineup. Okay, don't care. Any love for Duffner? Pass. Keegan was great for me last week. Got to fade him in DFS if he's going to be popular. Any popular, cheap guys that you're fading? Kirk and Tringali, have already been over this. Hey, Pat, my mother thinks you are great at presenting and have great charisma. My mom tells me that, too. So that makes two moms out there who love it. Thanks, Jack. Uh, is Brian Herman underpriced at 6900 dollars No. What's the biggest degenerate gambler you know? Ben Raza seems like the type of guy who finishes sports day and heads to the dog track. He actually heads to the horse track. Uh Raza is a big horse racing better. Norlander, the inventor of, or the inventor of basketball. I am going with Norlander. How do you feel about Streelman? Who tends to play well at Pete Die courses one of the last cuts? Gim already went over him. We're trying to get, we're already like an hour. We're over an hour now. So if you have got like this or that questions, now's the time for those. My book offers five to one Hatton round one top 20. That looks generous value to me. I mean, I only play long shots for first round. So that does seem actually like a decent price. Pat, love the show. Was wondering if you had any early master's bets. I don't. Read over ROM and save read for the US Open and one and done? Sure. You opened my eyes to first round leader betting. Love it because I'm impatient. How do you go about picking your first round leader bets Uh, instead of betting like... Top end guys, I go 100-1 to 1 and beyond, uh, and hope that one of these guys hits. I tend to, I have a first-round leader model on Fantasy National that really weights birdie or better in a mixed-condition type that I like to look at that weights the type of course that we're at. Victor Perez or Woodland? Woodland. My one-and-done pick is Webb, but I'm heavy on Finau, on Finau and Neiman this week. Okay. Hey, Pat, love the show. DJ and Kirk or Rom and Kisner? Rom and Kisner, Reed and M and Cam Smith, and one and done takes Reed. Pat, who is your highest bet odds bet for the week? I went over all of the bets at the beginning. Based on what you've said about the past players, DK optimal. Would you ever actually consider leaving two thousand dollars? I try it, but just so hard to do. I got a thousand on the table right now. Thumbs up, Pat, for having the best contest on DK. Thank you all for filling it this week. Uh, when's fantasy national going to drop some gear i don't know it's a moose question i got gear do you think the wind is going to mess with the afternoon players tomorrow not by the weather report it won't so it seemed to be good on that henley or connor's henley thoughts on starting with the aussie core of scott day and cam for dk i don't know Pat, you're the sexiest DFS YouTuber. I agree, but that is not a (laughs) tough bar to pass. Come on now. Just join. Thoughts on Homa here. Already went over. You can go back and watch. Uh, Paul's using him. Rated very well in Paul's model. Can you ban Andrew Cuss from the football show for taking cold showers? He needs some sort of punishment. I would ban Cuss from all the shows. Whenever Cuss is on, people download and tune in. In fact, if you want to help out the Pat Mayo experience, and you've already downloaded the audio podcast this week, well, first of all, go download it if you haven't as of yet. And if you have downloaded erase the show and then go back and download them again we're going for number one in all fantasy sports So help us out leave a rating and review too even if it's just a rating do that off the top because that stuff will push us to the top if you've never done it or if you haven't done it in a while just go do it again okay thank you kuchar or c Woo! come on give your head a shake see Woo! pat you liked my tweet about the canadian open yeah i like basically everyone who tweets at me but thank you yeah it was funny have you heard about the next big thing volker Brandt at ucla and would you consider playing him at the u.s open probably not thoughts on lee westwood he's in good form kind of he had one good event uh, i feel like he peaked think bryson's gonna go under owned and one and done maybe how does tom lewis rate out poorly home a burger or answer and read yeah, listen i bet two of them and i didn't play the other two come on read and answer ultimate lineup under 8k only that'd be great Lee Westwood, he's going to be around 5% owned, I guess. Thoughts on Berger? He's just a pass for me. Good player, though. Feinberg or Seth Rogen or Chris Farley? Take Feinberg. What? What is your lineup for the week? Good questions only. Fuck off. Uh, final score projection, minus 16. Pat, the cuss shower take has me laughing out loud at work. I'm not a serial killer, but... Well, I didn't see what the end of that question was. The chat jumped on me. Ah, there it is. Uh, I'm not a serial killer, but I tilt the shower head away until it hits the water. I mean, that's basically the same thing. Gus is talking about standing under the shower and turning it on. That's insane behavior. Pat, we know all about the earrings. Do you have any tattoos? Absolutely not. I have such great skin and such a rockin' bod that, no, I'm not going to cover that nonsense with tattoos. Not my jam. DK, two of the four from the high sevens. Kokrak, Louie, Neiman, or Fleetwood, I'd go with Louie and Kokrak. Thoughts on JT versus Bryson. Price similarly, but in opposite current form. I wouldn't necessarily say that. JT was second in the field in approach at the workday. He was fine. Just kept driving it into the water. Uh, if you're looking, this is why this isn't a results-based game. Got to have some sort of process behind this. Oh, Paul, did you ban another bot?
1: Yeah, racist.
0: Oh, a racist bot.
1: Yeah, I thought it was funny to uh, write a bunch of uh, words you should never say and do it letter by letter. So that's why there's so many messages from this person in question. Well, Gone. Ban for
0: life. Well, if you're some sort of racist who watches this show, you can go fuck yourself and uh, never watch again. How about that? Will Z, projected ownership, top debutant. I don't know about that, considering like Morikawa and Hovland are both debutants as well. His projected ownership is like 15%. Can't wait for the cut show, cut sweat show this week. Tune in Friday. Mayo Media Network, smash the like. And while you're here right now, so you can set a reminder for it, subscribe to Mayo Media Network. Burns, 10 to 1 top 10 first round finish. I mean, like, I don't know. (laughs) I I told you the guys that I'm betting for first round later. If it's not one of those guys, then I really have no opinion on it. Havon, Gim, Hatton, JT, Grace, or Bez. I like that on Gim, Hatton, actually. Molinari, bounce back, I can see it. Golf from the 9K, you're looking to double the field on, Morikawa. Thoughts on why Palmer's price is so low? Been through that, Casey, or Hatton. Hatton, Pat, solid wedding ring. It cost me $11. So, and I bought five of them in case I lose them or break them. And uh, it's the same one. I. It's funny I got this one. I interviewed, who the fuck was it? Was it Alex Smith? No, it wasn't Alex Smith. Kirk Cousins. I interviewed Kirk Cousins at the Super Bowl, um, and he was telling me about this like type of it's it's a uh, synthetic ring. Like you can you don't need to take it off when you're working out or playing sports or doing anything like that. Like it's a fucking like it feels like a piece of rubber when you put it on. It's real squishy. Um, I like the look of it though. I like the bronze look, but uh, they're super cheap. You get them off Etsy for like eleven bucks a pop. Buy a whole bunch, then you don't have to worry about it ever again. And seriously, you. Do you really need a $5,000, like, wedding band? No, is the answer to that question. Just save your money. Bet it on some, like, loser in golf like I do. Uh, Has Cut ever been catfished? I don't know. One and done. Morikawa, Hovland, Webb, or Rory? Morikawa. 15 to 10 to 15 mile per hour wins for in the afternoon. Just an update. Not what I'm seeing, but Okay. Um, and I'm not really sweating 15 mile per hour wins as a top end at all. Brian Herman with two top eights thoughts. Don't care. Zach Johnson as a cut maker, possible T 25. What the fuck is a T 25 bet? Never heard of that. Uh, pass on both. Is This the second time this guy has asked me about Brian Herman and Zach Johnson. I don't fucking care about these guys. If you win the Millie Maker, will we still get content every week? Yes, I am contractually obligated to do that. Hey, Pat and Paul, hope all is good. Steve Palmer of the Racing Post in the UK likes big Andy Putnam this week. Andy, love for each way play? No, not really. He has to keep putting because that's what he's been doing. If he does that, then he'll be fine. I I do like that his form is flipping back, but I just like other guys in the sixes a little bit more anyway. That's the end of the questions, Paul. We did it. Hour and twenty three minutes. It was pretty effective. There was only a couple bans. That's a pretty thing. positive vibes most of the way. It was yeah, good. I didn't get too mad. My blood pressure didn't go up. We called out. Oh, that's why I banned so many people off the off. hop. Because so now these idiots aren't back, and we can fly through the questions, and I can get to what do we just do? Like three hundred questions, yeah. something like that. And it was like painless and and seamless.
1: Yeah, people, there's method to the madness here. The reason why we do that at the beginning of every single season when we start doing
0: these live chats. Did you, you get rid of all the scrubs. Yeah, you get rid of the scrubs so I can answer more of people's questions. Yep. Uh, do you like Coke Rack this week? He's yeah, fine. Rom or DJ? Rom. Have you ever been close to winning a DK event? I mean, the one when I won the 20K, I was very, very close. I think I needed one more birdie from Bill Haas. I came third that week. One more birdie from Bill Haas. I think I got there. But Kedira winning was the thing that pushed me over the top. Um, do you like Seabez? Nah. they will do it for me on the Pat Mayo Experience. Rate, review, and subscribe the Batman mayo experience audio podcast you already downloaded them this week erase them and download them again let's boost up those numbers try to get the number one smash the like subscribe to mayo media network if you have any more questions about the players championship when the show is over leave them in the comment section i'll circle back around 8 p.m wednesday evening to answer all of those tell some friends sub to the network the- oh and if you want to get into a draw for 100 bucks there's three separate draws Number one, uh, fantasy baseball picks and bets. I'll drop the links to that in the description and comment section of this video. If you rate it five stars, say something nice about it on Apple Podcasts, leave your Twitter handle or email address, you're going to drop it for 100 bucks. That's all you need to do. It takes 30 seconds. And if you go to my Twitter account, at the PME, there is a pinned tweet up there where I am giving away two. Separate draws of $100. Uh, So you have to follow along with that and do it. You've probably already done most of them, so then all you have to do is retweet it and you're automatically in the draw. All right? Thank you all for watching. Uh, I think I'm going to go with a Thursday evening show this week for a second round showdown, and then live cut sweats on Friday. All right? And football coming tomorrow. Free Agent Recap with Jeff Radcliffe. We'll see you next time.
1: experience! Experience!